Welcome to the Issues of Sports. I am your host, Evan Makovsky, and it is my pleasure to be joined by my former sports talk show host from, oh, 11, 12 years ago when I worked for 1380 in St. Louis. None other, the Rude Dog, had stuff to take care of this week, so we need to deliver, but we are bringing in a great sub here with my old sports show partner, Corey Mitchell. Corey, how are you? I'm good. Glad to be here with you. Thanks for having me on. Obviously, um, we're in contact, but yeah, it's been a it's been a long time since I've been on air with you. So it, it, it has been a long time and you're doing this show from the closet. Is that correct? You're in a closet doing this show. Is that accurate? Yeah. We're, we're in our home office. It's, the, <laughs> it's, it's, the it's, office, it's the office of nightmares. This is when COVID really, really hit. I was working down here for two months. Was, two months. Yes. So you're, you're back in your home office and the issue on the issues of sports that we're going to be discussing today, and we are pleased, of course, to be on the Believe Network. We can't forget that here on Believe, the issues of sports. And today's issue is mostly on fantasy football and how big that this industry has gotten. But, you know, you can also talk about the sports gambling industry with uh, NFL and college football. Yes, there are other sports as well, but the, these are uh, big time. NFL and college are ahead of the pack as far as what people wager money on. These leagues have teamed up with casinos. And then, of course, you have you know your NFL survivor pool. In fact, I was in a survivor pool and I lost four out of my five entries in week one and it was quite deflating. But let's let's start with um, fantasy football here and it's a $70 billion industry. If it were a country, it would have the 68, 68th highest gross domestic product in the world i think i you know I, I as somebody who started playing fantasy in 2002 i wasn't a fantasy baseball person let's say in like 1993 who was doing it on a notepad or any of that but i it, it once it was taught to me actually working at extra sports 690 the sports radio stations San Diego by one of my colleagues, and then I just launched a league. And I got to admit, it, I, I, I've been gangbusters for it since I started it. I it, addicted. I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of with you. There's, there's a lot of downsides to fantasy football too. Just kind of like real football, and the downsides of having a team. Obviously, I'm here in St. Louis still. We don't have a team, but the deflation, the depression, when you lose, your team's not good. It, it can be a negative. But, I mean, the overall, it, I mean, it really is, it's, it's gambling. Because, see, I didn't even realize this until maybe the last year, year and a half. You know, NFL player, like, fantasy is not considered gambling for them. Did you know NFL players play fantasy football? 
I believe that I haven't given that issue that much headspace. No, wait. Are you sure NFL players, NFL players are allowed? They, they're not allowed to gamble. Obviously, I'm a thousand percent sure. So Matt you're, Berry, you're, 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 Matt Berry was at ESPN, right? So yeah. now he's PC Sports. He works for Yahoo Fantasy. Obviously, he told this story. He used to work with Matt Hasselbeck, who was at ESPN. Now told the story. Matt had himself in a fantasy league, knew the game plan, benched himself for somebody else, a different quarterback, because he had a better matchup than Hasselbeck did. Hasselbeck ends up going out, throwing for four touchdowns. He had himself on the bench. And last week, the Ravens were playing, you know, the Jets in New York, right? They win 24-9. to Calais Campbell, D-tackle for the Ravens, is mic'd up. He goes up to Devin Duvernay on the sideline, says, hey, man, I had you in fantasy this week. I didn't know you were going to score two touchdowns, though. I have you on the bench. So I'm good next week, but this week I have you on the bench. To his teammate. You are correct. It says, it says that fewer than a third of NFL players, which is still an, a, a sizable amount, yeah, play, fa play fantasy you know, football, but betting on football, all NFL personnel are, so if you work for the league, are prohibited from placing, soliciting, or facilitating any bet, whether directly or indirectly, through a third party on an NFL game, practice, or other event. Well, I'm not trying to, to get off topic here about the impact and the reasons, but to me, you know, if uh, one of Kansas City, Kansas City's players at the time of taping, Kansas City is playing the L.A. Chargers, has what if one of their defensive players has Austin Eckler on their fantasy team and they don't they, they could miss a tackle on purpose? No. Is that not a possible scenario? That's, that's possible, but that's a good question. That that's a question that isn't answered and you started off the premises think about all the money in gambling all the money in fantasy football i should say fantasy sports and it's not but that word fantasy makes it seem not reality but the money you mentioned that's very real well here's the thing they even nfl players which may be multi-millionaires many of them but i would think that you know, they, they, the, the Kansas City defensive player that needs to tackle Austin Eckler, who has Austin Eckler on his fantasy team, makes more money playing football than they do in fantasy football. But that said, that still leaves a possible conflict, I, I think, that, yeah. that where somebody could, quote unquote, be on the take, uh, so yeah, to speak. And I guess... Go ahead. It's a real, it's a deliver. It's a Pandora's box. It's you know the scenarios and things. I didn't again. I did not know this, but I mean the overall and it's you know what's money to you? Like what you know we're we're in leagues for thousand, couple thousand dollars. When you're how how much are you willing to bet to gamble? What is it? You, you how much is this worth to you? 
Like these scandals have happened. I mean, that that number you threw out at the beginning, that, that's a significant number. Yes. Like NFL revenue, I have a, a peer who, you know, enjoys the NBA probably more than the NFL. And it's, well, the NBA makes more with gate, more with sales, more with ticket sales, more with, and they still, the NFL still doubles their annual revenues. They double baseball's annual revenues and baseball doesn't even have, and the NFL is only making 20 billion. So comp that was 70 billion to all the different industry, all the different entities that are in the, just involved in fantasy sports. Well, I just think that it's, uh, it, it's strange. Um, I, I want to pull it this back on track about fantasy football. I think that, it's there's a camaraderie too to fantasy football yes it's gambling and yes that's what motivates people and yes you want to win money but it's a way that people to you know interact with their their friends to or if they have a work fantasy league or it just it gives it gives people something to talk about on top of it. Yes, yes, yes. Money, money is a driver, but I think, I think playing in fantasy leagues is there's a, um, I mean, you and I are. It's the virtual water cooler. Yes. It's really become the virtual water. And with, I've known you for a while, consider when we met year 15, 20 years, see, the internet was not this. Smartphones were not this. The last four or five years, when you've been able to access fantasy football on your phone, draft on your phone, chat on your phone, now people are utilizing their phone, working at home, all these different things. It becomes, th this is your outside of work. This is, becomes your interaction with your peers. Like, I don't, you know, I don't really interact with coworkers outside of work. I don't, you know, when it comes to your friendships, your group, your tribe, this is kind of, it's become ritual. It's become as much as football is, football in the fall, the fantasy part becomes ritual too. Like, and, you know, it's a way to stay connected. There's no football team here. There hasn't been a football team here in six years. And just again, he's in St. Louis, his football team is in Los Angeles where they arrived to St. Louis from and I believe they played in Cleveland as well the Rams at one Chicago. point Chicago Chicago Rams I think or Chicago Cardinals I think the Rams played in Cleveland Rams I think you're yeah, right Yeah I think the Rams played in 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 Cleveland yeah. and, and there's a, a, another reason why NFL fantasy football, I think, is so popular versus other sports and fantasy leagues. And you and I have played in other sports fantasy leagues. But the NFL, sure, you got Thursday night game. Now, I mean, they're spreading it out. And you got Monday night game. But on Sunday, a fantasy football game unfolds like a soap opera so to speak and you know you get most of your games with most of the players a lot of times the verdict is in sometimes the verdict is left hanging until monday night and it's just i don't know it's it couldn't be 
teed up more perfectly from a television standpoint from a it's a once a week sport which yeah if you were doing that every day i think people would be less into it but the fact is that they got to rev up for the next week and then they got to rev up for the following week but i the 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 aspect i'm trying to hit on here is is sunday and you getting to experience a good taste of either victory or uh, defeat in one day. Right. It's it benefits from scarcity, right? It's you know what you utilize in, in relationships and business and entertainment and you know that idea of you know that idea of international soccer, auto racing, um, horse racing, the football. These things go away. They happen on a day. You can kind of set up, build your whole week. It's the weekend. Build your week around Sunday. All right, I, I can give this one day. I can explain six hours, four hours of just this, and then I'm back to a regular life. You know, other sports, that's kind of the allure of them is there's an everyday aspect to to basketball, to baseball, to hockey. They're, they're everyday 80 games, three, four games a week, baseball, six, seven games. That that is more, you know, common that kind of makes you more, I think, engaged in your region because you really have to be plugged into your team. And that that's nice, too. But football really benefits from. We play for these select dates, Sundays in the fall, in the winter, and then we go away for seven months like that's the it. like the like the Sopranos. Yeah. They have whatever it is. Tw- like drama. What? It's like a mini series. Yeah, like they, they, the Sopranos. It's on like a television schedule. It's, you know, TV shows take a winter break. Some of them started doing that, but they start in September. You're really ending around May. So, you know, football, it really is on about a 20, 23 week schedule. And then it, it leaves. And people are okay with people like that. That's what I messaged you about earlier today. Some of those, it gets to be a little bit obsessive. My wife doesn't like it that much. I don't get to miss it. You know, (laughs) like there's an aspect of, I've heard this in relationships. It used to be, you would go to work. You would not talk to your partner. You would not talk to your friends. You would not see them. You would not talk to your wife, see your kids, hear anything until you got home from work. Now you're in constant contact with everybody. You're in constant contact. There's so much information out there that there's a lot of access to a lot of other things pulling for your attention. And football does this too, to some extent, but you know, the ability to just have one day a week where you deal with fantasy football and you can kind of come together virtually oftentimes now that, I mean, that's, that that's the reality of you know we're not in the same city but we've known each other for years and we're still like really invested in trying to you know if if nothing else be in fantasy football people miss major life of it but it's okay fantasy football that that's that's something you know well you hit on you hit on there's a little bit of FOMO to the football thing too there's a you know this is just what we do. This is that that's a part of it too. 
Well, you hit on, you said to texted me, I don't know if it was after one of our fantasy drafts, but you said, I almost don't like fantasy football because it, it gives me anxiety. And I will tell you this, that I, like I mentioned at the top, losing four out of five survivor pools in week one with the NFL is wacky, unpredictable. We know this from a gambling standpoint, but I lost my two fantasy games in week one and I got my, we can say it here, I got my ass kicked and I was really down and out. <laughs> and, and nobody like I know, you know, yes, there's a financial investment, but it was just week one. But I was, I was just, I mean, I don't know where we're on a, a thread too. I, I was not present for three days because of fantasy football <laughs> depression. <laughs> like, why does that happen? I don't know. It's kind of like with, with anything else. I, I really do. They'll, they'll probably come with some advanced study on this eventually about mental health issues surrounding the competitive sport. Fantasy is not the same as, say, fanatic. And that maybe maybe it is. I don't understand language that well, but the idea that sports fan is short for fanatic, it's fantasy football. I don't know if fan is the same derivative of the same word, but yeah, you you have mental health like effect because it's you don't control the the team. Once you have them and they go, you just trot them out there. You just let them go out. Whatever happens, happens. But there's real anxiety. And when you it's competitive. When your team is not doing well, it, it's just not fun. And I got to be honest, when your team is playing well and you're on your way to a championship and you're just winning playoff games – it feels amazing. I can't believe, I feel almost embarrassed to say this, that it feels, it feels amazing. Like, I guess you're getting high off your endorphins or whatever it is. But like, I think it has to do too with like, you pick the team, you think you're smart that, and to see your team play and perform. I mean, I don't know. And, and plus you're on, on your way to a payout, hopefully. But, but I, I feel the lows in fantasy when my team is not good and I feel the highs when it is. Yeah. And I, I really, this week, I've kind of, I just, I think the overall news cycle, the media cycle, the social cycle, all of that feeds into feelings of apathy is not the word, but you know, that depressed feeling, that anxiety, that issue with, right, like, we're in a league together. You aren't having a good day. I messaged you yesterday, like, hey, buddy, check out my team. Like, my team was awful. Everything that could have went wrong went wrong on – I lost by 70 points. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's nothing you can do about it the next day. This isn't baseball. This isn't bad. This isn't your job. This isn't your relationship. You can't really change it anyway let alone, say, the next day. You have to wait a week, and there's so much attention paid to football, and that downtime, like I said, can be the negative part of it because then that gives you six days stew, ruminate, think about it. How can I change it? Pick it apart, over overanalyze it. That That is 
that's almost as unhealthy as the anxiety leading up to a weekend of football, weekend of family, because you don't have control over it, but you think for those six days, what could I have done? What could I do different? And it's week one. What what more can you do? Like, yeah, I'd like to get – I had Aaron Rodgers. It was not a good week at all. I'm no, like, maybe, no. maybe I should have been Maybe I'm done. It's Aaron Rodgers. This guy's got an 18-year career, 15-year starting, pretty good sample size. We, one week, I don't know if I can deal with this anymore. Right. No, you're right. That maybe, is... maybe I can change for change. I don't know. But well, that, that, that's where you go. That's where you go. Six days is a long Six days is a long time. The NFL, as we hit on, as we in our last few minutes here, and we won't get into the gambling aspects as much today, but but overall, why it's so much more popular than the other sports, I'm going to say a couple things. One is it's the best sport for television, okay? You're on top of the ball. If you go to a, a game, it's fun, yes, but, you know, if you're sitting in the opposite end zone and the ball's on the other side of the – at the opposite 20, you know, it can be hard to – to see it's the perfect tv sport whereas in my mind hockey is not a great tv sport but it's great live but that hurts it as far as its popularity among there's 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 more reasons but the nfl is more popular and way than other sports and we know that you know in the 60s and 70s or, or when the world series was in the afternoon but even even into the you know, 80s Major League Baseball was the most popular. It's not close to the NFL. Here's why. I say three things. Number one, you have gambling. Number two, you have fantasy. Number, and if you want to put, you know, if you want to make it four, you could say, you know, survivor pools and all that. And I haven't even mentioned that number four, rooting for your team supporting the team that you support as a fan. So there are three other ways from gambling, survivor pools, fantasy, to engage with the NFL than just going to, it used to be, there was a time where you would want to watch the New York Giants play football and you'd want to see them play, you know, whether it was like Lawrence Taylor against uh, Reggie White and the Eagles in the late 80s or whatever it was, that was enough. I mean, I guess there was gambling at, at that time, but, you know, there's just so many ways to engage with this league. Right. It's, 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 it's real deep. It's, it's the language of the game. It's the ideas behind it. It's really, it's, it's similar to say like uh, an international, like soccer, you know, it's, it's real because of the idea of territory positioning, the green field, you know, like marching a team, so many players on the field. You know, the you know, you can be five seven, five eight, be in the NFL, six eight, six nine. There's there's so many bodies, so many ways to say get into the game, play the game. Like at this point, you know, I there's just anyone who's willing to play the game of football, it's like they can find a place to utilize you. 
you know, other games, you got to have a certain skill set. Or you have, maybe you have to be of a certain height. Exactly. You got to have height. You got to have skill. You got to have speed. You got to have hand-eye. You gotta, I mean, well, 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 hold on, though. You still have to have that in football. Like, I mean, that, Barry, Barry Sanders isn't some average Joe. I mean, that... You, that's you can't teach that, <laughs> and there haven't been that many running backs like Barry Sanders since Barry Sanders. I mean, that's that's a special athlete, right? I mean, it you know, but we're there's just and football is also the of the major sports leagues. It's the largest employer. You're talking fifty three people. Now mm-hmm. we got a taxi squad and a practice squad. Let, let's full disclosure we've been to rams park we you've been to games you've been in locker rooms you've seen the sheer scope of there's something to i saw the rams play here i saw them play on the road there's something to the idea of even in even in fantasy but this is more reality it's my team comes together suit up, boot up, travel, go to a different place, and you're you're conquering. You're you're coming in, your goal is to win. It's measurable. Three hours, four hours a week. This is what we're doing. And there's a a, a real pride, a real like you said, it's really like endor- it's a real emotional game. And I think it's more emotional because again of that gap between games, that one week build up that builds drama. It's really made for TV. It's what you said. It's 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 really a drama played out over weeks versus say a day to day. You almost there's so much pulling at your in for at your at your you know at your attention span now. Football really doesn't ask you for as much, and yet people give so much more to it. It's it's really fits better with the speed of everything that's going on now. I don't have, I don't have six nights a week for baseball. I don't have it. I don't, you know, I don't have it. I don't have the juice, the energy. I got things going on. I have a wife, I have a wife. Football. Yeah. You know, like one day a week out for four months. People can, even though it's, even though we have to wrap this up, but even though it's, like we said, Thursday night, you know, you get later in the season. Sometimes they play on Saturdays. Never been uh, Thursdays. I don't get it. I don't. I'm. I'm why? Why not put it on if you can make right. money tonight? Tonight, Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet. I'm going to go sit back and uh, and enjoy Herbie on the NFL. I, I and he's still doing college, so. I've, hey, never, I mean, I've never enjoyed Thursday, but that's a different discussion. I think and now you got you got Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on Monday night. We should do another show on on announcers. Corey, it was a uh, pleasure to have you on the issues of sports on the Believe Network. I think we've shed some light on why fantasy football is so popular on the back of the NFL. There's just so much money invested. Um and 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 we could keep going and going, but we're we're gonna have to stop for tonight. So uh, I appreciate you guest hosting for for the Rude Dog. Yes, no worries. Tell tell the Rude Dog. I said, you know, keep doing what you're doing. He's you know kind of monitoring, watching this game. So you know that's what we're 
That's what we're going to do. The world is, you know, it's kind of football world. Everyone else is just living in it. So however people can participate, that's what it's all about is inclusion. However, however you can be a part of the NFL, that's kind of what fantasy is. And that's, that's just the culture that that is the culture over here. And, you know, the the NFL, this is not going to stop. Well, it may, it may be product. It may not be productive, but I enjoy it, and it's it's sure as popular as hell as Forbes reported that uh, fantasy players will spend about fifteen billion dollars this year wagering in their pursuit of fantasy glory. That's going to wrap things up for Corey Mitchell. I'm Evan Makovsky. Thank you for listening to the Issues of Sports on the Believe Network, and we will see you on the next episode.